Hello. Hey. Hi. Welcome back. Welcome back. It's been a little while. Spring has sprung. We are sorry. Um, we know many of you have been literally just refreshing your podcast app yeah. hourly. Yeah. Waiting for a new episode. So. And it's here. It's here. Welcome. Fear not. Um, so welcome. This is the Woodman Worship Podcast. Oh, we made it. We made it in time for March. Barely, by a few days. Yeah. Um, this is the March edition of the podcast. I am one of your hosts, Stephen Chuckray, here with Carson Smith. Hey. Of the Seasons video at Christmas. <laughs> Gosh. And Casey, of course, you all know her for her work <laughs> in Behold. <laughs> Stay tuned for a special Easter video this season, Beheld Part 2, the sequel. <laughs> That's funny. Thank you. That's funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you. I've been sitting on that one for a little while. Um, anyway, it is March. We are four weeks away from Easter, which is oh my gosh, somewhat of a busy time here, maybe. Um, and so we are here to let you know what is on the radar for the next few weeks or so. And cue the jingle. I would say 70% of the time when we're entering into a segment, Carson has to cue the jingle oh, audibly. For sure. Yes. Anyway. Can I cue the jingle? And cue the jingle. (laughs) I'm sorry we just wasted 10 seconds of your Uh, life. Cue the jingle. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Carson, tell us uh, what's what's happening in the next few weeks here. Uh, Yeah. Uh, I am super excited about a new song that we're going to be playing in the month of April called Hallelujah for the Cross by Chris McClarney. I mean, you can probably guess what the song is about. It's a it's a great Easter song, great um, song to introduce for the month, and kind of trying to introduce it and set it up to um, kind of be a moment in the Easter services themselves. So I'm stoked about that. Fantastic. Casey, are you excited for anything in the next few weeks? Easter is definitely happening, and I'm very excited about it. Five services, unless you're yeah, Southwest. Yes. Um, in order to get ready for Easter, we, we put kind of some cool reflective moments in the next couple of weeks with some um, well-known hymns that really lyrically just bring us back to what Easter is all about, what the gospel's about. And so I'm looking forward to the, having just a nice... Nice time as a as a church family to reflect on that as we head into Easter. Yeah. This is a bit of a hot take. I am just as excited for Good Friday as I am for Easter, I think. Uh, there's a song that came out last year called Is He Worthy by oh, Andrew yeah. Peterson. Look, I don't, I don't get emotional or cry that often. The last time I cried was probably the end of Toy Story 3 because it was kind of like my childhood had just been. That's not true. I saw you cry yesterday as we went to the Chewy's Tex-Mex wow. grand opening. Wow. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> the best Tex-Mex in Colorado Springs has arrived. Wow. And it is Chewy's. That was my first time. Briargate. Amazing. The amazing. queso. Fantastic. You, I, I cannot recommend it more. I can't go there and not get queso now. Right. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> it's a little, little free tip That's for That's what I was all. excited for in March. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this song, Is He Worthy, though, I felt, when I heard it for the first time last year, I felt... A small amount of liquid. Got a little emotional. A small, small amount of liquid in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that will be a part well, of the service. Very excited about 
about that song. Um, so you go. That's it. That's all that's happening. It's going to be a fun month. It is going to be a fun month. Yeah. Crazy, but very fun. So, yeah. Cool. Who wants to cue the next segment? Cue the jingle. <laughs> uh, here is what we are currently listening to, what has come out in the worship world. And as we took a month off last month, there's a lot. I will begin. You're just going to read the list? I'll read some of it, and yeah. then and if you want to, you guys want to highlight your favorite of this list, Ooh, please do. Okay, here we go. Um, Corey Voss and Madison Street Worship. You might know Corey from Praise the King. Um, he has a little church out in Tennessee that he's the worship pastor of. They released a worship album called Songs of the House. Um, Phil Wickham released a worship album, House Sessions, of his Living Hope album. It's a little more uh, stripped back, acoustic. He's he's better. I like his acoustic stuff more wow. than the full band stuff, and that, that album's a lot of fun to listen to. I like it a lot. It's very good. Yeah. Best voice in worship, still in my opinion. Oh, I love that. Um, oh. We were talking the other day as a team a little bit. I mean, really, you know how like in sports they sometimes give, back, give out Comeback Player of the Year awards? It's like you were bad one year, but then you came back and were really good the next year. <laughs> I'm not saying these people were ever bad. Phil Wickham was that? No, no, no. Shane and Shane. Come oh. back. Worship band of the year because they just released a live hymns album. Yeah. They're it's very do- strong. They're doing really cool stuff. Very cool stuff. We're going to play a clip of my favorite song with the album called The Lord is My Salvation. Right. Cue it. Also, Upper Room. Can I piggyback off of that real quick? Oh, yeah. As far as, like, cool stuff Shane and Shane is doing? Yes. They have a whole website, um, like, dedicated to instrument training and, um, yeah, I mean, mostly focused on instrument training, really. But they have, like, tutorials for uh, every different instrument on, like, songs that they play and popular songs that are being playing in churches. And um, But I, if you're looking to, like improve outside of just practicing for the weekends they have a great great website called worship initiative i think it's like 10 bucks a month maybe um but yeah they're they're doing super cool stuff they were literally big and popular when i was in college like 2004 Mm. their clean album came out Mm. i've actually never listened to it's amazing first of all like i really only got into them probably because of you chuck but over the past year it's they were kind of like this is a weird comparison like John Mayer got really big on some of yes. his acoustic stuff, like yes. Black mm. Georgia and uh, No Such Thing, stuff like that. Uh, 
Shane and Shane were kind of like that for the Christian world a little they bit. They like Super acoustic-y, really fun mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. And then they've just been following the Lord, leading worship at their church, yep. and God's given them some new inspired stuff. And so it's just an encouragement to me to just keep doing yep. what God's <laughs> called you to do. I think that's what's cool about them, too, though, is that they're not like... Like, I think they do, like, a small Christmas tour with Phil Wickham every year, which is cool. But really, all of this stuff that they've been putting out has re- just been based out of what's happening at their church in mm-hmm. Dallas. Yep. Um, yeah, and so they're super down-to-earth and putting out lots of good stuff. And yep. It's awesome. Cool to see. Yeah. Um, also out, uh, Upper Room, uh, they are also out of Dallas, actually. Ooh. A little different than Shane and Shane, but uh, still good. They have an album called To The One, which um, has the... <laughs> Highly anticipated full version of Surrounded on it. Um, it's really good. Actually, this is an odd. This is an odd thing to say, but it actually kind of like was the basis for kind of the worship night theme. But we actually didn't play the song, which is funny. But the idea of it's a table you've prepared for me in the presence of my enemies. Um, that was it. They have a song uh, you may have heard on some of our pre-service playlists, "Faith and Wonder," um, which. I think it's also a Meredith Andrews song, but yeah. that's very good too. So we'll play a clip of that. Cue it. Other music out. Um, the full Bethel Victory album came out since we last had the podcast. That is strong, I think. Yeah. Um, and then uh, David Leonard, uh, formerly of All Sons and Daughters, um, who we really like. He released a solo project called The Weight, which is, I think, very cool. It's a little... It's, it's not, fun. It's not really like it's church really, music. I wouldn't say, yeah, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a congregational kind of yeah. album, but it's it's cool. He's, done, it's he's cool. doing some neat stuff on there. Mm. Um, and then, of course, the big boys, Hillsong United. The big boys. Have been consistently releasing new songs, I think maybe four or five at this point, from their new album. And they are all They're all really very, good. Very good. It feels like Old United is back a little bit. Um, we were talking about that. It really sounds like their old stuff. Favorite, Carson, favorite United new song? Uh, Another in the Fire. Wow. I love that song. I really, but they're all, so, they're all so good. They're all very good. Um, I like As You Find Me, but we'll play a clip of both of those right now.
So Amanda Cook is back. Uh, she had a new song just come out. And then our, our neighbor down the street, John Egan at New Life, has started releasing a few new songs in preparation for his new album, which I think comes out in about a week. Um, and no, they have tomorrow, uh, Friday at the time we're recording this. Yes. And I believe Amanda Cook's own, as well. Mary Lindsay is on that album. No way. Did she mm-hmm. play on it? Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I really like... March 29th. That is... Potentially the day this comes out, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how quickly I can edit it. <laughs> um, yeah, he has a song, uh, What You Said, that I think is actually very strong. I really like it a lot. So. I also love the song, Be Strong, that he, that he came out with. And now week. we have to fight over which clip we're going to play. No, you can play what you said. Okay, here we go.
there you go. That's that's a lot of new music for you. That should tide you over for a significant amount of time. But a lot of cool stuff happening uh, in the worship world. All right. It's time for our next segment, which is a roundtable conversation on the brand new core values of Woodman Worship. Cue the jingle. Okay. Um, so, we uh, as a team, we had a big offsite meeting a couple weeks ago um, and wanted to discuss um, just some values that we wanted our team and our staff and our ministry partners to be about. Um, and it just feels like now's the time for that. It feels like we need um, some things, some values that we hold that will help us um, as we make decisions about the future, as we plan sets, as we dream up big creative ideas, as we um, continue moving forward. And so I'm excited about these four values. I think they're going to bring a lot of guidance and just um, clarity and yeah, to what we're doing. So I uh, wanted to share them with you. You're going to hear a lot more about these in the future, hoping to implement them um, on weekends, kind of highlight them perhaps in different ways, um, but just wanted to unveil them to you first here, and then, uh, yeah, this will not be the last you hear of them. So, um, number one, Casey's going to talk about this one. Uh, we want to be a team that is intentional. What does that mean to you? Intentional. So I think this is not hard to guess what that means, but really taking time um, to do things on the weekend that are worth doing. So that means a lot of preparation beforehand, um, both spiritually and musically. And I know that a lot of people on our team already do this, so I don't think it's like a big shift in culture. It's just calling it out that this is something we really value. And um, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I think as you as we seek to be led by the Holy Spirit on the weekend, um, I think there's a misconception that that only happens in the moment. You didn't expect it. God just hit you upside of the head with a word, and the now Holy you have Spirit to share. Only it. works on the fly. Yes, yes, that is a, a misconception that the Holy Spirit only works on the fly. Um, and what I mean by that is, when I'm preparing during the week, when I'm actually taking setting aside time to be in the Word, to pray, to practice the songs, to worship to them. Um, actually, my favorite place to be intentional for the weekend is on the elliptical machine at Lifetime mm. with my earbuds in. Very good. Listening to the set. And it, it's true. I'm looking out at the mountains. Burning those cows. Yep. Burning those cows. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, just listening to those songs. And I feel like God just helps me hear something in a song I didn't hear before, kind of speaks to my heart through the message of the song. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is doing that then in preparation for the weekend. Um, and then I'm almost even more prepared to hear from the Holy Spirit on the weekend because now I've been seeking the Lord. I've been listening to him. And now if he kind of pricks my heart with something again, I'm like, oh yeah, that was it. I know that's God. I'm going to do this. So just being intentional. Also musically, I think, um, as we prepare, as we know the song maps well going into the weekend, as we know 
kind of what we're doing, that also frees me up to worship for the weekend yeah. instead of being in my head as I'm singing a song. Oh, shoot, what's next? Is it the chorus or is it the bridge? How many times did, did we do this? I can't remember. Instead, I'm like, I know where we are. I know what we're doing. And then if the Lord you know, is speaking to me or engaging me, I can just be free to commune with him because I'm not worried about where we're going in the song. So I think just being intentional as a team to prepare. Um, also, as we as we plan sets, just to know that you, just for you all to know that we're being very intentional about choosing songs and transitions and scripture readings to um, exalt Christ and to create craft a service that really communicates a message to our church body um, and allows opportunity for them to worship. So, very good. That's awesome. Yeah, I have nothing to add. Yeah. <laughs> where do you that covers where, it? Where do you love to prepare spiritually for the weekend? Besides the hot tub at <laughs> Lifetime with Carson at 10 p.m. during the week, <laughs> um, I would say. I mean, I'm listening to the songs in the car probably all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the benefits, I guess, of being of working for the church in worship is that I have been listening to the new songs that we are playing on a weekend probably like months in advance. Mm-hmm. Like this Hallelujah for the Cross song, I've known about six months probably. Sure. So it's almost it's not it's not new mm-hmm. anymore. I've had time to kind of like think through it and process it and wrestle with it a little bit. And I mean, the downside of that is it'll start to feel old probably in a few months now, but that's fine. Um, So I think that, and that's part of the reason why we, we like to give you, you know, all these new songs and artists that we're listening to, because there's a chance that we're going to do some of those in a few months down the road. And so to be able to be listening to it now um, gives you a little head start on, um, on wrestling with what the content of this song means for you, um, where you're at. And then you are in a, probably a better spot to lead on stage, um, when it comes to that song. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's me. Um, Carson, you want to talk about our second one called? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're in no particular order. <laughs> I have them pulled up. Okay. That's the next one in my order. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, I I have a tendency to, it's very easy to get into a rut, I think, with kind of all the organization that's kind of necessary and what we're doing. um, You know, you get the planning center invite. Hopefully you put in blackout dates before that. You, uh, we put the songs in planning center. There's a lot of practice beforehand. You show up and there's tracks and we got three services to do. And, um, you know, we're singing these songs more than the congregation is. Um, And it's very easy to, get in a rut and uh, kind of forget why we're doing this. Um, so I love this point of called uh, just as an opportunity to remind us that like this is more than um, I'm just showing up and playing guitar. I'm not just showing up and singing. I'm not just showing up and drumming. But we are called um, as Christ followers, as members of the body of Christ to uh, lead his people in worship. And that's a really special and beautiful thing. And hopefully that... Um, for me personally, it helps bring value and purpose and meaning when you're singing, you know, Glorious Day for the 40th time or um, struggling to get through that 11 o'clock service. Or, um, it's so much bigger than, than all the organization and all the, um, yeah. And also so much bigger than a, a wrong note or any mistake you would yeah, make on a totally. weekend. 
like that's not why we're here to is to pull off a perfect musical set, right? Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, I, don't, I wouldn't say our audition process is incredibly strenuous compared to some other churches, perhaps, but mm-hmm. it is like, you know, there is like the application. There's kind of we like to talk to you, interview a little bit before you play, and then there's a couple songs that we do, and and part of that is like. So that you know, once you have made it on the team and are on stage, like we have, we believe in you, mm-hmm. and we have put you on stage. Like we would wouldn't just put anyone on stage. Yeah. Like they have to meet certain expectations and certain qualifications to be on stage. Because I mean, like it or not, like you being on stage, people see you in a leadership role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what you're doing on stage, just because you're on stage, people are going to see you. In a leadership role, and so to be confident that that you have been put on that stage for a reason, and that we believe in you, and I think that God, you know, believes in you and wants you to use your gifts to serve the church, and so that you can be up on stage with confidence that, like, you're there for a reason, that you do have gifts in whatever instrument or voice or whatever, um, and therefore you can lead and shepherd the people in our congregation with confidence, knowing that. You're supposed to be where you are. Yeah. I think it's important. That's good. Cool. Um, Chuck Ray, uh, would you like to talk about yeah. our next value? Sure. Um, we're going to go with creative. Um, cue Chuck Ray. Cue me. So <laughs> we have intentional called creative. Um, creative, I think, this isn't to say that like we haven't been creative as a team, but I, I think I heard a leadership podcast recently where I think it was a worship pastor who had just said, like, we we don't, we're not trying to necessarily do, like, A plus every single weekend, like, just exhaust ourselves every single weekend trying to put, like, this massively awesome production on stage. Um, because the reality is, like, over 52 weeks in a year, like, that's just not realistic. Right. To think that, like, every week you're going to, like, be able to top your last week. And it's not um, the point of church. Exactly. Um, but he used this phrase, like, I just want to battle mediocrity weekly. Mm. And so that really resonated with me, just this idea that, like, um, I don't just want to settle. I don't just want us to fall into a rut that, like, we're going to do the same service flow every week. We're going to do the same kind of songs. Um, I want us to challenge ourselves and I want us to um, to be proactive about um, by taking inspiration from other things, whether that's you know seeing what other churches are doing, whether that's going to worship nights from you know Bethel or Elevation or whoever, or watching videos or reading articles or reading books. Like I think I want us always to um, just be feeding ourselves a little bit and uh, and not get stuck um, in kind of the week to week. Um, in the same kind of stuff. Um, I do think the challenge is a little bit, though, that, like, Woodman definitely has, like, its own culture. It has its, um, it has a long history. We're about to celebrate 40 years as a church. And so you have to, uh, there is a framework in place. Like, we can't, we're not just going to, like, put a bunch of strobes on stage every week and, I don't know, crazy robot stuff. Ooh, like I, I was at a Muse concert once where the guy kept changing his guitars in between songs and there was a robot like guitar cart 
that really? would come out to him, and he would. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Anyway. So we're not doing that, um, because okay. that's not Woodman. That's not who we are. I mean, that's some other churches, and that's fine, but that's not who we are. And so there's an even greater challenge then of being creative and intentional inside the framework of who Woodman is and what our model is, because we do have a model um, we've committed to in terms of, like, you know, we're going to stream Josh a decent amount of weekends. We're going to be on timers. Like, there are things we have to stick to a little bit. Um, so I think that makes it an even bigger challenge, um, how to be creative inside of that. But I want us to push through it and battle mediocrity. That's good. So, All right. Who wants the last one? Well, I'll take it. Okay. <laughs> it's great. Three. Glad, I'm glad we're so eager to talk about being Christ-exalted. Every other word. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Finally, Christ exalting. Um, I think that's pretty straightforward. I mean, yeah. one, in, in how we plan our sets, we've talked about the one, two, three, four, five thing. Mm-hmm. Like, ultimately, we're trying to get people to a place where they are bringing their pure kind of ascriptive worship um, to God. Um, but I think overall, it's like when we make decisions, when we're planning things, that we're doing it with the thought that all that we do is to is to honor Christ. That's what we're here for, not for sure. us or Woodman or yeah. anyone else. And I think that carries over into our attitudes um, together and our relationships as a team, our relationship with the tech team, just, you know, wanting to honor Christ with everything we do, everything we say, how we approach things. Also, I think um, I, this is something with the one, two, three, four, five, like, if if you're not intentional about this and purposeful about this, you can easily get a set that's all about me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes that's appropriate if we're, you know, talking about being children of God, but and we want to fo- hone in on something specific. But I think um, in general, we want to just make sure that, like, in addressing any area of our walk with Christ, we want to always point back to God and who he is and um, lift up him. And it's him who does it, not us. And uh, in this generation of self-help and positive thinking and whatever else goes along with that, uh, we just want to be really intentional about lifting up the name of Jesus, not trying to figure out how we can feel better as people, as Christians, um, I think we often just want to like pursue peace and happiness, but as a church and as a worship team, we want to pursue Christ. Yeah. Just uh, onto that, here are what I think are two slightly alarming trends in worship lyrics. One, um, there is, there seems to be a trend now in songs coming out, especially now of worshiping the fact that we are worshiping. And I don't, I don't really want to like call any songs out, but yeah, that's okay. Um, but there just seem to be a lot of songs that are like, the, if you like look at the chorus or whatever, it's just like I'm gonna sing through you're all singing, this. You're I'm singing praising. about your yeah, like you're, the the <laughs> subject of the song is that you're singing, right? Which <laughs> which just which is fine. I'm which singing. Is fine. I just I'm in the store. You and have I'm to singing, but, but in the song <laughs> you have to get to like. Why are you singing? Like, who are, you, who singing are you singing to? to? Yes. If you never yeah. get there, then, like, what's the point? Like, right. 
So that bothers me. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing that bothers me... This is a new segment, What yeah. Bothers Chuck Ray. <laughs> Cue the so, so, jingle. So this is maybe... <laughs> Maybe this will already kind of stave off some questions about why we're not doing certain songs because of this. Um, the other thing that bothers me currently is this idea of breakthrough in worship, which I get it. Like, I don't have a problem inherently with the idea of like someone having a breakthrough through, you know, revelation Christ. of God. Yeah. yeah. But again, language wise, a lot of worship songs. And they're all using the same. They're all using the word breakthrough too, which is kind of bothering me a little bit because it's not creative. I feel like they're just stealing from each other. But like, there's so much about like, oh, if I keep doing, if I keep praising, or if I keep doing this, then I'm going to get my breakthrough. And it's just such like, again, not inherently wrong, but it, if you're leading someone in the congregation to believe that if they just keep doing something out of their own strength, that they'll get this breakthrough all of a sudden, they're going to start thinking that it's all dependent on them and what they do and what they say and what they sing and how they act when it has nothing to do with them. Also, all. prosperity gospel of, right. I, I believe that my victories come, well, like God's not a vending machine and it's not your victory. It's not my victory. It's Christ's victory, but right. he doesn't guarantee me a victory of what I think that looks like right. either. And actually walking with Christ includes a lot of suffering um, a lot of denying myself, a lot of trusting the Lord that he's going to make it right in his timing. So, yes. yeah. So there you go. Um, stay tuned next week where I will tell you more about what bothers me. <laughs> next week? In general. Next, next month. month. Sorry. I'm not about to do this or, weekly. Yeah. Yes. Um, so there you go. Four Woodman Worship Core Values. You'll hear us talk more about them. But anyway, intentional, called, creative, and Christ-exalting. So there you go. about them. Very excited about mm-hmm. them. That wraps us up for this month's podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we love you guys. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Yeah. We'll see you around. It Bye. is risen. Cue the outro. <laughs>